Good morning, Top Down Rivalry followers. Welcome to Thursday. We are a day closer to the fat guy coming down the gymney. And we are excited about it. We are Most of everybody's on vacation. But I brought you the best. I brought you a show today that should make you laugh. If it doesn't make you laugh, then we've done it wrong. So I brought you two Yankees fans. And I brought you two Mets fans. And Lord knows nothing can go wrong with this. So <laughs> good morning, Sarah. How are you? Good morning. Good. good how are morning. you? Bill, how are you? What's up, Bill? Doing great. Awesome. Kaz, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good, Bill. How are you, man? I'm ready. Let's go. And and uh, Andrew, how are you? Doing well. Excited good. to start this out. So these guys and gals have a strategic advantage um, on me because they're three hours ahead of me. So when I say good morning, it's a little bit you know later for them, but they're not going to tell me what happens. I want to experience it myself. <laughs> So, all right. So, Sarah, let's start with you. How did you become a Yankee fan? Um, let's say Derek Jeter. I know that's a that's that's a lot for that's probably the same for most people, but I probably say Jeter. The first couple games that Jeter started, or at least when Jeter played, I was hooked. And then from there, it was like I started liking Mariano, then Pettit, then you know Posada, and everybody just went down the list. And then I think right after the 96 World Series, it, it just, I, I think like I just got hooked on the team. And plus my family members too. So I always used to go to the games when I was a kid. And the first person or the first pitcher that actually signed a ball for me was Ramiro Mendoza. So yes, I still have the ball. Yes, I cannot find it. So <laughs> I need to physically find that ball. <laughs> Isn't that the way that that always rolls? Hey, I got this great, but I can't find it. Yes. Right. Awesome. Uh, Bill, how did you become a Mets fan? So in 97, I went to probably about 10 to 15 games. Um, my uncle had a Saturday pack and my dad was just randomly getting tickets. By 98, my dad had a third of the season ticket plan and my uncle still had the Saturday pack. So I was going to about 25 games a year. So it was impossible to root for anybody else. That was at the old shade, too. That was Shay. That that's something to be seen right there. I remember my I remember my uncle and my dad just letting us run wild at nine and ten, just uh, unwatched, just go around the stadium, do whatever you want. <clears throat> Times have changed, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you know you hear kids screaming and uh, you know in a restaurant or something like that or running around and they say you know can I give them a timeout? When I was growing up, you didn't get a timeout; you got knocked out. <laughs> right. You know, you're running around the stadium nowadays. Hey, they, this is, you know, Johnny, come here. We need to give you a little timeout. You can't run around. No, boy, let boys be boys. Run around the stadium. Right. Exactly. So, Kaz, how did you become a Yankee fan? Uh, since 1990. And uh, Don Mattingly was my favorite baseball player. The Saunders uh, regime of Buck Showalter. But as the years went on, you know, I got the hang of the game and I really enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, the World Series runs were awesome, and my favorite year was 1998. I always said, mm. and I'm not being biased because I'm a Yankees fan, I just said the 1998 team was the best team ever. You could stack up anybody, and I think our team was the best. Yeah, I got to say, that 98 team, wasn't that the team that had the fight with the Orioles and just knocked the crap out of some people? Or That's right. Strawberry that went into oh, the dugout. Strawberry, and, yep. And strawberry, like it was Tyson. Dino, Armando Benitez. Uh, that was a ball to remember, and... Uh, but that yeah. team, just in general, I remember losing the year before in 97 to the Cleveland Indians. And uh, 
Yeah. Well, I said the best acquisition that year was getting the guy that I wanted was Chuck Knobloch, and they got him. And Scott Brocious was a player to be named later, and he ended up being the MVP at 19 home runs, 98 RBIs, batting over 300, and um, he was a number nine batter. I mean, that, that lineup, top to bottom, was probably the best in all of baseball. Okay. I Yeah, that's – I was just talking with somebody offline today about that 98 team just because we were talking about – you know, everybody's asking me about the Shohei deal, and I tell everybody the same thing. If we don't get the World Series inside the first three years, win one in the first five, win two in the ten years, it's not worth it. And But everybody keeps saying, well, what about three, four? And I'm like, show me a team that's won three or four in ten years outside of the Yankees and the Giants, right? I mean, so you have 30 teams in Major League Baseball, and it's only happened twice. I and think so, Boston did it. What's that? Boston. Boston. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but that – that was when Babe Ruth was was on the the diet of uh, no, no. That was recent. Oh, yeah. no, I'm talking about recently. Oh, that's four, right. You're seven. right. Seven. What was the last one? Was it thirteen or thirteen? Yeah, it was 13 yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that was when Babe Ruth was on the hot dog diet. But you're right. You're right. Yeah. Oh four. <laughs> um, Andrew, wrap up this question for us. So, uh, how do you become a Mets fan? Yeah, I mean, similar to what everyone else is saying, my my grandfather, my poppy, my dad were huge Mets fans, would take me to Shea all the time. Uh, my poppy owned a luncheonette, and I remember in 1990, I met Kevin Elster, and I thought that was like the coolest thing ever, to meet Kevin Elster. Um, <clears throat> and just from there, I was hooked. You know, I, I had no no choice, like like Phil was saying, like I was I was going to be a Mets fan no matter what. Um yeah, just just seeing just seeing the old Shay and going there with my grandfather and my poppy it was awesome. It was cool to just see how how excited they were to see the Mets, and you know, I I pass that down to my kids, and uh, hopefully it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Elsner was one of those guys that I secretly liked. He was a Dodger killer, so it was hard because he leveled up when he played the Dodgers. But I liked him because he just seemed to play the game right. Right. Yeah, I remember. Just, no drama. Go ahead. I was just, I remember being disappointed because I wanted to see uh, Greg Jeffries and I was a yeah. big Greg Jeffries fan. He was like, you know, the, the next up and coming man, you know, and uh, yeah, he fizzled out most, you know, but uh, Kevin Elster was a good guy. I still have a picture of me, you know, not looking at the camera, right? Like it was like before there was uh, camera phones yeah. and uh, just like looking to the side and then Kevin Elster in the back. Uh, I still have the picture. It's awesome. Yes. That's amazing. At least you have that. Uh, Sarah's yeah, still looking yeah. for that baseball, right? Yeah. <laughs> I got this amazing experience, but I don't have the ball to show for it. So <laughs> you, you know she's going to hang up from this and be digging through her garage and throwing something. You know, people are going to be looking at her. What are you doing? I'm trying to find this ball. Bill was teasing me. So <laughs> Yeah. And it's funny. My uncle keeps asking me, where's the Romero ball? I'm like, I don't know. You have it. No, I have it. No, you have it. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you see that, fellas? How how the lady just deflate, you know, de uh, deflects it? Yeah, yeah. Always, always. Where? Yeah. Where's the ball? I don't know. You have it immediately. Like it's our fault, right? I mean, isn't that the way this rolls? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Her uncle will apologize to her somehow. Yeah, oh, yeah. He'll pr he has it stacked somewhere. I know it. Exactly. Your uncle's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm so sorry, Sarah's a, uh, you know. Okay, so Andrew, we'll start round two with you. So tell me, tell me a positive and a negative memory you have 
or I should say not so positive memory that you have with um, events. So meaning, you know, maybe you lost a game or there was a heartbreak or you went to the stadium, what, whatever it is, just a brief um, positive and a brief not so positive. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the positives is uh, in 2006, me and my cousin went to the clincher, the NLE's clincher. And, you know, I know, like, we're in a room with a couple of Yankee fans who are, you know, spoiled, have a lot of clinchers and under their belt. We don't have many NLE's clinchers. And uh, going to that game was cool. Like, that year, me and my cousin went to a lot of games. And we were just like, let's 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 go. We're going to do it tonight. They're going to clinch it. And uh, watching them clinch and watching Shea Stadium just erupt. Like, I... I remember like just feeling a vibration. Like it felt like we won the world series almost, you know, and then waiting around and watching the guys come out with the champagne and going nuts. And like, it was so cool. Um, that's by far my favorite memory at, you know, at the ballpark, Shea or City Field. Um, you know, it, it didn't get much better than that, especially because I mean, I was four in 86. So that was like the closest thing I had to a world series. Um, there you go. Yeah, it was it was phenomenal. And like I said, I guess maybe, you know, it made it more more it made it special just because we don't have many clinchers. So maybe, you know, having that clincher was great. Um and I think in twenty fifteen then they clinched they clinched away, didn't they? I don't yeah. think they clinched at home. No, so, I think they clinched away. Yeah. And then and uh, uh memory it deals with the Yankees. <laughs> uh the two thousand nine Luis Castillo drop ball. I was Oh. Yeah, I know. Seeing Sarah's face, wow. so it was like one of those things where we're like, yep. we got this, you know, like, oh, it sucks. A-Rod's up with the bat. Like, yep. we'll see what happens. You know, maybe we can sneak one here. And uh, I think K-Rod was pitching and he just mm-hmm. popped it up. It pops it up. And we're like, all right, this is it. We got this. Can't like, you know, and he drops the ball. And I'm like, what just happened? I'm like, what just happened? Like, and, and it's like, I hate that 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 motto of like oh typical match typical match but that was like you you can't escape it and that was it man that was like that was like that moment where i was like what am i doing here like this is this is terrible um yeah i mean my my i remember my oldest daughter my 14 year old daughter was just born and i was like do i want to make her a met fan like like why am i you know gonna put her through this Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was tough, man. That was a tough pill to swallow, and and just you know, living in New York and seeing all the Yankee fans like rubbing your face, like you know, especially if you wear any <laughs> Mets stuff, they're like, oh, tough game. And I'm like, oh, really, really, really. Mm-hmm. So I know yeah, that, that drop ball, that right. drop ball was like I I picture it in my head still, you know. Um, but yeah, those are my two. Those are my two favorite and least favorite moments. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Chaz, uh, same question. Positive and not so positive memory. Yeah. Uh, my favorite memory was uh, just us winning the World Series. I mean, I could be like Derek Jeter and just say, hey, when we win, that's it. There's nothing good about second place. I mean, mm-hmm. you could accomplish going to the World Series, but if you're not winning, it's a failure. And uh, that's just the way I am. Uh, and the negative part is losing the World Series. and But the most, the hurtful one was 4 I I can't bear it. That hurt. 97 hurt. I mean, 2001 yeah. hurt, 2003 hurt. But, I mean, 04 stuck with me. Yeah. yeah it still does till today. Yeah. I hate it. What <laughs> what, 
what most base what most casual baseball fans don't understand is baseball can sting. It really can sting. <laughs> Does. And and the four of you on here don't have what I, I can only claim one thing that, that you four don't have. It was almost almost 30 years since the Dodgers have been to the World Series in 2017 and they lost to the Astros and then two years later we found out really what happened. Try that one exercise. There's one thing. I mean you play on the Yankees doesn't mean I like you. Like I despise A-Rod. I hate his guts. Thank you. Yeah, yep. what's so special about it? It's nothing but a headache. <laughs> Absolutely. I hate is it. Is it safe to say when he was doing Sunday night games of the week, I used to watch the games on mute? It can't be worse than him and him speaking, believe me. Him and Matt Nesbury. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I like that. There you go. Bill, uh, you're two. So uh, I got to get two good ones because I got a thousand bad ones. You know, so many just pop into my head about bad memories. But good ones, I got to say, I was at the Grand Slam single for Robin Ventura versus the Braves. One of the best moments just to be there. And then yep. Johan's no-no being at the stadium for that. That was just an awesome experience. Um, seeing the first Mets no-hitter. I know there's a lot of questions about it. Cost Beltran really hit the ball down the line. But at the same time, no one cared that day. It was an awesome experience. And that was great. Um, worst experience now. I mean, we could go back 07, uh, blowing in on the last day after that. I was going to say that. Um, 08, going right back to that when we're closing Shea and we give up that homer late. Scott Schoenweiss just blowing it. Oh, boy. But last year, too, just losing in the playoffs. Two years ago, sorry. Two years ago, yeah. losing in the playoffs to the Padres. But if I have to go with number one, being, I know, and we're doing this podcast, being at the stadium in 2000, game five at 13 years old, witnessing the Mets lose to the Yankees. Looking back at it, us being there is amazing. We should have never even been there. We played way over uh, expectations. But you couldn't tell that to 13-year-old Phil from Shirley. He was devastated, very upset. I'll never forget leaving the stadium, the chaos that was breaking out. Some people were happy. A lot of people were mad. But uh, I'll never forget that. So it's got to be that. You, you know you were playing that up to get extra ice cream on the train ride home. And, you know, <laughs> Dad, I'm really sad. Okay, let's get some extra ice cream for you. No, I'm really sad after you finish it. You know, no. I get it. I get it. Crosstown rivals like that, that's just brutal. It was that's awesome tough. to beat in Atlanta, but uh, the acquisition of Mike Hampton really put them over the top. Yeah. I loved Mike Hampton. Yeah, he was a great, great pitcher. He was. 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 Mm-hmm. Philly, Philly, 2007 was going to be mine. I mean, I remember yeah. going to that game oh. with such high expectations. And I think Glavin pitched, right? And, yep, Glavin mm-hmm. pitched. Yeah. Two-thirds of an inning, too. Couldn't get out of the first inning. Yeah. Seven I, remember going to that, I remember going to that game with one of my – it was with my cousin and one of his friends, and his friends were like, oh, it's no big deal if they lose today. I'm like, get out of my car. Get out of my yeah. car. Like, <laughs> you're, you're, you get in the bathroom. Yep, yep. <laughs> you could walk to the stadium. Oh, we're not in a good <laughs> yeah. area. I don't care. Yeah. Here's a couple of bucks. Take a cab. Oh, <laughs> that one hurt. Yeah. I, I will say before I ask Sarah this question for both Phil and, and Andrew, for both Phil and Drew here, um, one of my most frustrating moments actually happened at Shea Stadium. Uh, mm. The Dodgers were in the playoffs, and we had two runners get thrown out of home plate on the same oh, play. I remember the that. Duca, baby. 
Uh huh. Paul Duca, and it hurt even more that he used to be a Dodger. I hate it. Two guys that got tagged out. Little trip. I remember Jeff Ken. I think was one of them. I could be wrong. Yeah, J. Uh, uh, not J. T. Snow. Uh, uh, J. D. Something or other. Oh, J. D. Drew. J. D. Drew. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He was the other one. That was the one year when we didn't have our names on the back of our jerseys, and Mm -hmm. I remember getting all excited about. Like I thought, okay, we're gonna go into New York. It's historic, L.A., New York. Why not? You know, this is gonna be fun. Man, after watching that play, I just turned off the TV and I'm like, I don't. And that was game one, and I yeah, didn't yeah, watch yeah. the rest of the series <laughs> because one. I knew there's if we're that mentally out of the game, there's no way we're gonna win this thing. And I didn't mention Carlos Beltran 06 for devastating yeah. moment. That's got to be up there too. Looking at that curveball, I know that pitch was nasty, Wayne but Wright, still yeah. so devastating. Mm-hmm. That's oh. like, I feel like that's the typical one. That one, like, you feel like everyone that's a bet killer. Bill, I'm gonna be losing sleep tonight thinking about all these now. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> well, I tried to give you a little bit of love here by sharing one of mine that had to do with you guys. I mean, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, we feel so bad for the Dodger fans. Yeah, I'm, I'm from Detroit and I wanted the Mets in the World Series versus the Tigers because I was ready to buy tickets to go watch the Mets and I had my jersey ready. Yeah, I wanted yeah. the Mets in the World Series that year. What is your right, that? We're gonna be waking up thinking, "Oh crap! What about this one?" Uh we're gonna have nightmares. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> Here, what about you? Positive and negative? Um, I think like right. positive. I'm gonna say, "Oh my god!" There's so many. I have, I have a lot. <laughs> I think like the, the I have a lot, but I'm gonna say maybe the I'm, I went to the third game. In the 2009 opening day season, I think it was that like opening series. I went to the third game and the stadium had just opened. And I think like the new aura of the new stadium, like it, it, it gave, it, I felt kind of homesick. But at the same time, I think going back to the museum and realizing like all the history and of course seeing the Jeter wall that they had, I, I broke down in tears. I was like, I, I can't, is this real? Like, is the old stadium closed already? But I think walking around that museum and kind of reliving all those memories and at least going to see a game again, um, just brought back like a lot of my childhood at least. Cause I was like, at least I could see Jeter. Cause not many kids these days, like even saw Jeter play, let alone pick up baseball. So I think it's more of the Jeter memories for me that were the positive ones. The negative one is when Jeter retired. Mm. Oh, that killed me. I remember the time that like I got the ESPN update um, on the television. I was watching something on ESPN. I think it was a bunch of reruns and it came up at the bottom that Jeter was retiring. And I was like, are you kidding? I was like, I understand he's not going to be able to play anymore, but it's young. And I couldn't watch baseball for two years. I couldn't look at the shortstop position and not think of him because Didi came afterwards it's like if Jeter retires, who's going to replace Jeter? But then, of course, Didi came in, and then all these other shortstops came in. And I think just like the, it's like trying to fill fill the void of Jeter is not possible. So I think it's just like the pain that it physically left. Like, okay, Jeter's gone. Who's next? So, Phil and Drew, you see what she did there? She started mm-hmm. it out with a. Sorry, my 50s don't fit in my wallet and my diamond <laughs> shoes are too tight. Exactly. Like, there's just so many positive memories. Yeah, Philly said the opposite. Laughing. He's yeah, like, which, wait a second. Which second. positive memory do you want? Which positive yeah. memory? Yeah. She's like, 
My my wallet doesn't hold my fifties anymore. My diamond shoes are too tight. <laughs> Anyways, no, I agree with you on the Jeter thing. In fact, I just finished this weekend. It ain't over. The Yogi Berra documentary. Oh yeah, I want to watch it so bad. What you haven't seen it yet? No, I actually I saw that I have like an Apple TV Plus subscription for it, and now I want to watch it because I think my sister had shared it with me. So I want to watch it now. Yeah, there's. There's a line in there where Jeter basically tells Yogi, hey, I know you got 10 rings, but in real world, it's like five with all the expanded like playoffs mm-hmm. and everything. And mm-hmm. Yogi just tells him, hey, you can come to my house and count them. <laughs> Jeter's like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I can't argue was... with you now. Exactly. You know? It's awesome. That right, Yogi so... documentary is amazing. It was, wasn't Sorry. it? Yeah, I loved it. It was very well done. Very well done, Sarah. We'll talk about that after you watch it, because it's okay. it's freaking amazing. It it actually got me to tear up a little bit. It was a little emotional. Ooh, because that was you... me with um Jeter's documentary, the captain. Do- oh, I cried so bad I couldn't pause <clears throat> it because apparently, like my pause options were up on my TV until we oh, got yes. a new one. There you go, Sarah. So I was like, I had to. Oh, I have that book. I have that book, and I, got, I cried reading that book. I got this. I got the Aaron Judge, the new one, and I got 2009 yeah. oh, and 1998. Of, yeah. Brian Hoke. <laughs> I have – actually, true story, Hoke signed my book at the stadium. Nice. There you go. So I ended up finding him in the stadium and messaging him and, like, can you sign my book? I was like, yeah, sure. All these, all these things, Phil and Drew, are all what happens, apparently – when they win a lot like mm-hmm. us i mean the dodgers haven't won a lot lately i mean we get to the dance but we can never get to the big dance you know works out that way so um okay so phil i'm going to start with you on the next question this is kind of a poke the bear question actually i think i'm going to ask two questions in one okay um so here you go so tell me one player from the yankees that drives you nuts drives you crazy but you have to respect their talent and then at the same time, tell me one player, and it could be the same player on the Yankees that you would take on your team in a heartbeat. It doesn't matter. You move people around, whatever. So the player that drives me nuts, I'd have to say as a baseball fan, is Glaber Torres, just because I feel like he's so talented, but it's almost like the lazy aspect. Like you look at it with Robinson Cano, where you just don't feel like you're getting the effort from these guys, but talent wise, they're amazing. You know, but uh, Glaber would probably be the guy who frustrates me a lot as a baseball fan, just because I'm looking around sometimes. Like, come on, dude, you could you could run a little harder, you could do mm-hmm. these certain things. So that's the thing that drives me crazy. Um, the other question, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Uh, I mean, actually, I gotta go two guys. I gotta go Judge, obviously one, and then Cole. You know, both those guys. I would walk right now to the Bronx, put them on my back, and crawl to City Field to bring them there. That's hilarious. It's true. There you go. Would you ask Drew to help you or are you just gonna do it solo? I'll do it on my I wouldn't even want to bother Drew. He's got so many kids, he's got stuff going on. I'll take it. I'll take one for the team and I'll just crawl the whole way. Yeah, I'll help you through chiropractor bill. If you're gonna do that, I'll top down around where you're taking through chiropractor. If I could get them both on my back, I would. There you go. Sarah, same question. What's one player on the Mets that just drives you crazy because but you have to respect their talent. And then two, who would you take from the Mets in a heartbeat? Ooh. Um, 
I'm trying to think who would I, can we name the lineup from last year? So I can refresh my memory because uh, the, the Mets have changed their lineup so he, much. He, I can't even remember. I feel like she's digging it in. Like, serious. Cause no, I'll actually, I, I can't see. I I'm trying to see who, All right. Let me go. So we got yeah. Alvarez, Alvarez, a catcher. Okay. We got uh, Alonzo at first. Okay. McNeil at second. Okay. Frank Francisco Lindor. Okay. Third base is kind of open. Yeah. We got, yeah. You know, Brett Beatty. Yeah. We got Vientos. We had uh, a couple. Of, couple yeah, I know. Third base <laughs> is open. We got McNeil, McNeil at center. And then the corners are kind of like same thing. They kind of, I mean, I'm sorry, Nimmo at center. Yep, Nimmo yep. at center. And then we have, you know, a couple of like open Marte spots in the corners. Marte was hurt. Yep. Um, yeah. So those are like our core guys, really. Nimmo, Alonzo, McNeil, Lindor, Francisco Alvarez. Yeah, I know. Your face is like saying yeah. it all. Like, I, I'd probably, I'd pr- like, what? He's so talented, but he pisses me off, Lindor. Like, I don't know if it's just the, I don't know if it's the, I wouldn't say the cockiness, but it's like, why do you talk so much? Like every segment that SNY had when the Yankees faced the Mets at City Fields, it's like, I don't know if it was just SNY or if it was just me, but every time I turned it on, Lindor's post game was so long and I sat there and I'm like, is he done? Like, I want to know about the full highlights. That was just me. I don't know what it is, but- who would I want on my team? Nimmo. Nimmo. Definitely yeah. Nimmo. Because when I went to one Subway Series game, I'm going to say a year and a half ago, those were hopping. Those games are definitely hopping. I went to one at Yankee Stadium and then went to the same one at City Fields. And Nimmo, like, I definitely have Nimmo. Yeah. I like that. That's a good call right there. Um, that's a very, very good call. Um, I still, I actually am curious who could win an arm wrestling match between um, El Bombi uh, Garcia over in Texas and um, Marte. I mean, both of those dudes are are pretty, like they could bench press you with one hand and have a cheeseburger in the other. It's pretty ridiculous. Yep. Marte almost fought a Yankee fan on the field because the Yankee fan jumped from the right field line. And security, you think it'd take them like this to pick the guy up? It took them 45 minutes. Mind you, <laughs> they do this when Judge is up to bat, which makes purpose. the time so much longer. So I sat there and laughed hysterically. And Marte's just like, you could just see the look on his face on the Jumbotron that he wanted to pop this guy one. <laughs> yeah. Except for he would be like Anthony Rendon and be paying for it a lot more than this dude is for going to jail. So. Uh, Drew, yeah. what about you? Um, who do you respect that just drives you nuts because of their talent? And who would you grab off the Yankees if you had a wish list? Uh, Mike Stanton. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. Giancarlo. Giancarlo. Right. <laughs> uh, he drives me nuts. You know, he uh, he was a Miami Marlin for a while. And I saw the guy, he, he can, you know, hit the ball so far, but he's just always injured and he strikes out a lot. So I feel like I'm not even a Yankee fan. And I'm just so dis- – I knew that trade was a terrible trade. Um, watching, Like I said, watching him in Miami, I knew that he wasn't ever going to live up to that contract. Um, 
And yeah, I could see in both Cass and Sarah's face that mm -hmm. they're fed up with Stanton. You know? No, that's not. Uh, true. You you enjoy you enjoy Mike Stanton. I enjoy John <laughs> Just yes, stay healthy. That's all. Yeah, that, that, and that maybe that's maybe maybe it's just it's the health and the strikeouts. Yeah. Um, a player that I always I, I we're, are we doing current players or Anybody. just current players? Just yeah, just I would say current I players mean, make it easy. Uh -huh. Who would you grab I, if you could? Uh Volpe, you know, like he's just a young uh -huh. stud, you know, yeah. like as as much as we have our shortstop forever. I know Sarah doesn't really like Lindor. I, I love Lindor. Um, I know. But I think it's just it's his hard. personality. Yeah, I could see that. And he's probably because he was a Cleveland uh, Indian or Guardian, whatever you want to call it. Uh -huh. um, but Volpe, yeah. I mean, Volpe was that, is that guy that I, I, I would like to see, you know, us develop. And, you know, I think he can be special. Um, yeah. Those are my two guys, I feel. There you go. And I um... – I, you know, in, in Stanton's, I don't know if I have a defense, but in Stanton's defense, if you look at the history of players that have gotten hit in the face, yeah, their, their batting averages go significantly down. And yeah. it's not, it's not so much the, in John Carlos is case, he's been injured a lot, but you got, you, you still have to be thinking about that at every pitch. Right. You do. I cry, Bill. I'm not even kidding. Like, I've watched – see, the first time he came here, I didn't know about the hit in the face by Fears. Mm -hmm. So every time Fears used to pitch, I'm like, I swear, if he throws the ball up and in, I will fly <laughs> over to Oakland to pop him in the face. Because I'm waiting for – like, all I can remember was – just Stanton falling this way and then he fell back and then this way and he's just laying there. I'm like, yeah. what is going on? Bill, the yeah. one thing I want to say about the um, Giancarlo deal, you, the Yankees had to make that deal. I feel like the Marlins just basically handed him over to them just to eat the money. So, uh, you know, at the not, time I've seen yeah. it. It's not I about just, eating the money. It's the Yankees. They were scouting Shohei for about five years. Once they lost out on Shohei and Shohei told him I'm not coming to New York. Uh, they they pivoted, and I was yes. happy about Stanton. And be, listen, Stanton, Stanton was one of the best players in baseball before his injuries 100%. and everything took over. Yeah, Stanton's an athletic guy. It's just I don't know what happened when he came to New York. It just I don't, it, it happens with a lot of people. You come to New York, and all these freak injuries come out. He's better when he plays in the outfield. When he plays in the outfield, his productive numbers go up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie he to you. Yeah. It's it's been a disaster. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie yeah. to you. He had some good yeah. years, and there's been a lot of bad years. But you know, this year it looks like he's you know from the reports you hear he's having a good off season. He's really slimmed down. I think with Judge and Soto and I listen, man. I I love Stan. I'm not gonna hate on him. Sometimes huh. the way he goes is the way the team goes. Sometimes yeah, yeah. People know that he carried yeah. them. He carried them during that wild card game versus Boston. Oh, big time. He carried them throughout the last like month mm -hmm. of the season. So when Stan's on, he's on. That team goes. He's talented. He's and very the thing I'll talented. say about him last year is you could see he definitely wasn't healthy. I mean, no, he I remember wasn't. that base hit to the outfield where he's running from second base and he gets thrown out by like 15 steps where it was like, hey, something's going on. You know, yeah. this guy shouldn't be playing. He's battling trying to be out there. Yeah. And that's the other thing is he's battling, right? Yeah. But, Cass, mm -hmm. I understand exactly what you're talking about. A drastically different comparison, but exactly the same comparison. Mm -hmm. I feel the same way about um, Clayton Kershaw. 
when Clayton's healthy, he's one of the most dominant pitchers, if not the dominant, when he was younger, the dominant pitcher in baseball. Um, but even now, when he's healthy, he's really good. When Stanton's healthy, he's really good. Really but good. Like, like Bill said, watching him get thrown out by 10 or 15 steps on a play, you got to, mm -hmm. but you have to tip your cap saying the dude is lacing him up and trying. Right. I mean, there's yeah. how many guys do you see that get a hang down or go on the IL for 10 days or whatever and are still getting paid? I remember that was one of my gripes with Carlos Beltran. I felt like he would get a bruise on his knee and be out for six months. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Kaz, same question to you. Um, Mets wise, um, who just drives you nuts because of their talent? But you, because you, re, you know, you respect their talent. And then who would you grab from Queens if you could grab one player? Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, it's like what Sarah said. Um, I, I respect this player, actually. I love Francisco Lindor, but he does drive you crazy because he does talk a lot. But I respect his game. I respect his talent. Uh, Matt made him a good offer. He accepted it. He's one of, he was one of the premier shortstops in the game. And I respect Lindor a lot. And the guy that I really like, and a lot of people don't talk about I know Mets fans probably hate him, but he was my number one uh when he was a free agent, he was my number one pick over a pitcher over everybody, and that was Starling Marte. I'm such a big fan of him. He's a great outfielder. He's a, he has a very good arm. He has great speed. He could hit. Uh, I always dreamed of him as – I know he got $20 million a year from the Mets, and I was pissed because that was – for me as a Yankee fan, that was my number one choice to take over center field because I love what he brought to the table. I know injuries really rocked him. Um, I, I really feel bad. But Marte, Starling Marte is one of my favorite players. Like, you know, when I look at guys like him, like I look at another guy like Jorge Soler. Like these guys, I love. Soler I, I'm is big, really good. I'm yeah. a big fan of these guys. Like, I don't, yeah. you guys probably remember, he was a hothead, but his talent was off the charts. And that guy was Jose Guillen. He had a hell of a yeah. in the outfield. He was a great player. He was a very good player. He just, mm -hmm. his hothead, um, you know, end up, end up costing him. But, that guy, he had a hell of a talent, and I was a big fan of Jose uh, Guillen, like Marte. I'm a big fan of Soler. Like, these guys, I, I really enjoy watching them. Because I remember oh, when Marte was a free agent, all my Yankee buddies were like, yeah, who do you want? We got to get a pitcher. We gotta get... I'm like, no, man, go get me Starling Marte. That's the guy I want. Yeah, and that was, yeah. I was just, we were just talking about that. In 2022, Marte carried us down the line, man, mm -hmm. like getting to that mm -hmm. into the playoffs. He's so special. Like I, I, I hope that he comes back and just kills it. That groin injury is hurting him so bad because, like you said, that yeah. speed. It's just like having a groin injury and being such a fast player like that is tough. You know, the Mets, I, when I look I at the him. Mets, when I look at the Mets last year, and I love Buck Showalter, man. He did wonders for you guys. And I know you guys are kind of going in a different direction. Edwin Diaz injury really, like it really killed you guys right from the beginning, and it pissed me off because yeah. Edwin. But um, the Mets, you know, if you look at their lineup, it's not bad. I mean, if you look at the I – mean, I always like their bullpen if Edwin Diaz is healthy. But, my God, that pitching staff. I mean, I like Kenta Maeda, but then after that uh, – I mean, Sanga. Kenta Maeda. Senga. Senga. Yep, yep. I'm sorry. I'm Kenta Maeda. Senga, but then after that, it's like, oh, boy. <laughs> Pick your poison. That's, oh, By the way, Kaz, that's exactly what these boys say to me all the time when I've had interviews yeah. with them. They're like, you know, here's our problem, right? We got one pitcher, and most teams have a four or five man rotation. We got one pitcher, 
I'm going to tell you something about your Dodgers, man. You might got show. Hey, that's fine. You got the best lineup probably in all of baseball with the Yankees. That's fine. You got no pitching. I don't care if you got glass now. Glass now is injury prone. Yep. I don't care if you got glass now. You got nobody glass. after that. Glass now is the Grom 2.0. Let me tell you something, Bill. Watch out for those Diamondbacks. They just signed uh, Lourdes uh, Guriel, which is another yeah, player. Deal. And yeah. if they land Soler or J.D. Martinez, that lineup is going to go head-to-head with you guys. I'm telling you. And they got a better pitching staff, and they got a better bullpen. Yeah. So watch no, out. Diamondbacks ain't going nowhere. Yeah, the the Walker uh, – we're just hoping Walker Buehler comes back healthy, which it sounds like he's doing a lot better. Um, yeah. And then um, – Obviously, the thing that hurt us the most was the legal issues that we had with one pitcher. And I'm not even right. That even pissed me to, off, Bill. Yeah, he doesn't even deserve to have his name mentioned. Oh, but Christmas. I mean, there's no reason for that whatsoever. But that yeah. was, yeah. Anyways, neither here nor lost. He All lost right. his free agency, anyways. Yeah, that's true. All right. So I'm going to play a little game with you guys here. I've got 10, or I've got 10 different. Uh, questions here we're going to do them a rapid fire okay so five yankees columns five mets columns so the game's called start one cut one bench one and there's not an option to say sorry i'm not gonna no you start one bench one cut one okay and i'm making it easy for you it will get harder down the stretch i promise you now this is just based on what i understand about fans obviously i'm i like the yankees i like the mets but we're gonna we're gonna try to see if we can trip you up. So Kaz, you're first. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. And so the Mets, Mets guys, you guys can get in on it too. So I'm gonna ask you the same question, Sarah, and then Phil I'll ask you and, and Drew. Okay, here we go. Um, start one, cut one. I'm sorry, start one, bench one, cut one. Paul O'Neill, Bernie Williams, Jorge Posada. Ooh. I'm starting uh Bernie Williams. I'm benching uh, Paul O'Neill, and I'm cutting uh, Jorge Posada. Okay. Okay. By the way, uh, Paul O'Neill has the best kick into the infield. Um, <laughs> by the way, just, just look it up on Baseball Reference. <laughs> um, all right, Sarah, same thing. O'Neill, Williams, Posada. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> start Posada. Okay. Bench Paul. Cut Bernie. Mm. I knew that one would be just getting you in. It, it, there's there's times where I'm just like, would I cut Bernie? But then at the same time, I would because he was just battling everybody for center field. And there there was always that one person that's like, oh, Bernie's hurt. Now this person's here. You never knew who the center fielder was when Bernie was hurt. She never. So knew that, she don't know Bernie then. Bernie was our best player. Bernie I know. I know. I know. By the way, I think Posada belongs in the Hall of Fame. Switch hitting okay. catcher that hit almost 280 with all He's those close, rings. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's I why I would I would definitely start Posada. I believe that's so a tough think? question. You said you were gonna go easy to begin with. Well, that no, no, tough. trust me, they, they get harder. <laughs> Bill, what do you say? I gotta personally I love Paul Neal, my one of my favorite players of all time. So I'm starting my boy Paul. This is a really tough question because to me, I look at guys like Posada and Bernie as so mm -hmm. close to being Hall of Famers, borderline guys. Um, realistically, I'd probably give the nod to Posada just because he's a catcher. I love Bernie. Nothing said against Bernie. That's very hard, but I got to. I guess I got to cut Bernie. Yeah, yeah. What do you say, Andrew? 
What do you say, Drew? Yeah, I mean, I love all those guys in my franchise. So it's like to, to say I have to cut one of these guys is insane. But um, I, I, I love Bernie Williams. Like, I, I just like his story. I like how he, he was not, you know, the guy, you know, and he became the guy. So I would, I would start Bernie. I'd probably have Posada coming on my bench just because, like Philly said, I like, I like a catcher. And I know this is tough, but I'd have to cut O'Neill. I don't know. I just, I don't like. Him the right move. I don't like him in the broadcast booth. I think that's what it is. I think he's kind of annoying. Um, but yeah, I mean. I know, Sarah, I respect what you say. And, like, I feel like any of these answers are right. So, like, none of yeah. us can really say anything wrong. Like, cutting one of these guys is, like, blasphemy. But um, I just oh, I love Bernie. I trust love me, Bernie. it gets worse. It gets worse. It is blasphemy, but that's the funness of the game, you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just so... love, I love Bernie. I just thought he was, like, such a good story. Okay, so like he's just that just kept coming back and coming back. So Drew, I'm gonna start you off with the Mets. You ready? Yes. Nimmo, Alonzo, Lindor. Oof. All right. Um Sheesh. I'm gonna start Nimmo. I think just because Nimmo's uh, you know, homegrown. He's like one of those guys that's like you can't really say anything bad about Nimmo. Um mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna bench. Oh, Jesus, I guess I'm gonna bench Lindor. I mean, he's just such a. I know. I see. I see Cass's eyebrows. I, I I love all three of these guys. Lindor is just such a good shortstop. I mean, what can you say? I know you guys don't like that he talks too much, but I I love him. I love the way he plays. I love his game. I love both sides of the ball. I mean, he's he's definitely a top three shortstop in baseball in my eyes. And then I'm gonna have to cut Alonzo. I mean, we're we're at a point right now where we're like talking about letting Alonzo walk and, and not sure about we're gonna extend him. I think we should extend him, but at the same time, like uh I I don't know. Like I have to cut one of these guys. And I hate to say it, I'd cut Alonzo, I guess. Yeah. Billy. So Bill, I let my bias speak for me on the first one with keeping Paul O'Neill because I because I love Paul, he's one of my favorite all time. I will not let my bias stick on this one. I have to go with keeping Pete, starting Pete, you know, replacing 40 home runs, 120 RBIs is impossible to do right now. I'm benching Lindor. I love Lindor and I'm cutting Nimmo, even though, like I said, I love Nimmo. He, he's a hard nosed player, does everything right, but he just don't have the talent that these other two guys got. So he's got to go. Okay. Yes. This is easy for me. I'm starting. Francisco Lindor, I'm benching uh, Pia Alonso, and Nemo, you're gone. Sorry, I'm not a Nemo fan, never was, overpaid. Yeah, that's that's fair. Sarah? Never liked him. Um, I'd say start Nemo, bench Lindor, cut Alonso. Yeah, yeah I, I actually agree with the – I think Alonso should be extended, but you guys are talking about trading him at the deadline anyways. So, and then we just offer the huge contract, like Kaz says, it might be overpriced, but we'll see. All right, Kaz, here we go. This one should be easy for you based on some of the comments, but we'll see. A-Rod, Jeter, Cole. Ooh, oh, you damn. start Jeter, you bench Cole, and you cut A-Rod. The hell A-Rod. <laughs> Can't stand him. Sarah, go ahead. I'm going to say easy. the same thing. <laughs> 
I'm going to say start Jeter bench cold cut A-Rod because I just I want to punch him so bad. <laughs> I think this might be a clean sweep. I'd say the same thing. Start Jeter, uh, bench Cole. I know, I know A-Rod's talents are like oh, off the charts and he's definitely a generational player, but he's just such a headache. Yeah, and I, I don't know, man. I was never an A-Rod fan. I just feel like he's just so pompous. and yeah, yeah, kind of stand him. Yeah, it's tough. And, and like I said, I you know, I, I'd have him on my team in a heartbeat just because we don't have players like that on our team. But I, if it comes down to these three, like Jeter and Cole, it just it's hard to, to cut one of those guys. I feel like I would cut A-Rod just, just from. I like still the, have the newspaper saved from when A-Rod said he was not coming to the Mets. When, when all that talk was that he was coming to the Mets instead of going to Texas. Um, so I have to go start A-Rod. A-Rod, to me, is one of the greatest baseball players that I've ever got to see in my life. I know he gets a lot of slack and he's hated, but still, talent-wise, A-Rod. Number two, I got to go uh, Jeter. That's who's on my bench because Jeter is so underrated. I think he gets overlooked by people. Even myself, like when I was younger, I would always, you know, poo-poo on Jeter as much as I could. And then I got to I got to get rid of Cole just because you're comparing him to those other two guys and he's just not there yet. Okay, that's fair enough. All right, Drew, we're going to go to history time. You ready? Hopefully. Okay, history time. Mookie Wilson, um, Keith Hernandez, Ray Knight. Oof. Oof. Yeah, I don't think I didn't do my research on this, boys and girls. I definitely Um, have to do mine. Yeah, I mean, I'm more, more familiar with Keith and Mookie. I know Ray Knight's uh, like, you know, in some guys, in people's eyes, he's a god, but um, I'm going to start Keith. Um, I feel like, you know, he's he's up there as one of the f- best first basemen of of our generation. Um, he's just what he brought to our team when he came there was is in some matter. Like, it's just, it's off the charts. Um, and then it's down to benching Mookie or Ray Knight. Um, I guess I'm going to bench Ray Knight. You know, I just feel like his numbers speak for itself. And, and Mookie, Mookie, you know, Mookie's a great player, but I just feel like I can I can be okay with cutting Mookie compared to cutting Ray Knight. Okay. But that's a tough question. That's a tough one. I'm sure you guys are loving this game. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bill, this is like picking. Go ahead. Just like pick. Bill, to me, this is the easiest question so far. I'm starting Keith. I'm benching Ray Knight, and I'm cutting Mookie. I'm sorry, Mookie. All you did was hit a ground ball through a first baseman's legs. I love you, but you got to go. You can find Buckner. Sarah. <laughs> I know who Keith Hernandez is. The other two I'm not too sure of. Okay. So I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say start Keith Hernandez. Who were the other two? Uh, Mookie Luke Wilson, Wilson and Ray, and Ray Knight. I'd probably bench Ray Knight, then cut Mookie. Okay. Yes? Well, I'm starting Keith Hernandez. Uh, he's one of the greats. Uh, I'm benching Ray Knight, and I'm cutting uh, Mookie Wilson. There you go. Yeah, there you go. All right, Sarah, we're going to go history time with the Yankees. Are you ready? Ooh, okay. Whitey Ford, Joey D, Yogi Berra. Ooh. I told you these are going to get harder. Oh my god. 
And by the way, any one of these three guys should never be cut. Just want to get right. that on record. <laughs> right. That's not the Just way like to do it. Bernie should have never been cut. But in that era, I have to. Um, I'd say bench Joey D. Okay. Start Yogi. And who was the third one? Whitey Ford. Whitey Ford. Ford. Yep. God, I hate this, but I'd cut Whitey. Okay. What about you, Kaz? I'm starting Whitey Ford. Okay. I'm uh, going with D- Joe DiMaggio, and I'm cutting Yogi Bear. Okay. Okay. What about you, Phil? That's tough. That's tough. But Phil, I'm, what do you fr- say? I'm fresh off of watching. I'm fresh off of watching. I'm watching. <laughs> You know, so I have to. I gotta put Yogi in my on my uh, uh, on my bench because Joe D to me. I mean, yeah. you know, Joe D. I'm starting Joe D. One of the best center fields of all time, 56 game hitting streak. Um, and then I'm cutting Whitey just because to me, the Yankee pitchers just don't. They're not. I mean, I don't. They're great, but they compared to great pitchers of all time. You know, I could go top ten pitchers, and you're probably not naming the Yankee pitcher. There you go. I like that. Um, what do you say, Drew? Yeah, I'm going start DiMaggio. It's like hard not to. I feel like uh, it's between him and Yogi for me. Um, like Whitey Ford's be- like way before my time, so like uh, I respect <laughs> him, but at the same time, like I don't really know as much about him as I do Joe Joe DiMaggio and Yogi. Joe D's on your time. You were you were born when Joe D was playing. I remember that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Thank you, Cass. <laughs> Uh, I'll be on the bench, and then Ford is getting cut. I, I just figured mean, that I always go with pitching. That's the way I, I yeah. love it. Mm. Yeah, and, and when I was writing this one up, I just I kept thinking to myself, I there's no way that any one of these three gets cut. No. But, again, Whitey Ford won so many games, but he did it. Look at the lineups that he had. And so, yep. I mean, but, yeah, no, I, I agree with Kaz, too. It's hard not to go with pitching. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, Drew, start me off here. We are going to go with David Wright, Mike Piazza, Tom Seaver. Jesus. Come on, man. You couldn't throw like Johan in there instead? Um, Santana. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. All right. So I'm going to start Piazza just because, I mean, his his numbers of the catcher are just unreal. Him coming to our team was such a difference maker. Um, he's just a bench receiver. Um, just uh, he's he's one of those guys that got away that we should have never let get away. Um, he's he's definitely the best Mets pitcher of all time. Um, and just watching watching his highlights is just unreal. And then I'm gonna have to cut David Wright as much as I love David Wright. Um, injuries just got in the way. You know, he wasn't ever the player that he should have been. Um, to say I was going to cut David Wright, like, I hate those words coming out of my mouth. But at the same time, if I have to cut any of those three, it's going to be him compared to Piazza and Seaver. So we're doing this at the end of the show because I don't want Mets fans or Yankee fans to come after you guys if they don't listen <laughs> to the whole episode. I'm trying yeah. to give you guys some protection here. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Phil, what do you what do you say? Right? I got to go. I got to go Seaver number one, the franchise, even though Piazza's my guy. Um, I'm benching Piazza, um, one of the best players I've ever got to watch. 
And then, like Drew said, you know, it's it sucks, but David Wright, you got to go. When you compare to these other two guys, yeah. you know, you're just not there. Yeah. What about you, Cass? Oh, me. Uh, I'm starting uh, Mike Piazza. I could thank Mike Frances and Krista Mad Dog Russo for bringing him to New York. And uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bench Tom Seaver and David Wright. Uh, like I, Andrew said, you know, I watched David Wright. Um, I liked him. It's just his injuries and it really der uh, derailed his career. But uh, he was a good player, but I got to cut him. No, I, uh, I am Sarah, what do you say? Um, I'd say Piazza, start Piazza, um, bench Seaver and right. Yeah. Like I love the guy, but the injury bug definitely caught him quick. Yeah. Okay. I actually, I actually agree. Kaz, here's where I would say you start Seaver, even the pitching, but I love Piazza. Remember that was the only time in baseball. I remember crying as an adult was when Piazza got traded. Miami, but to Florida and then over. He also saved kind of everybody that home run in 2001. Nobody will ever. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. Um, and if David Wright would have been able to play another five or seven years healthy, people would be looking at him as one of the best third basements. He's still one of the nicest guys ever, but mm. that doesn't change it. I know okay, how much I'm going to stay them with the Dodgers. Yeah. What? I know how much you love Piazza with the Dodgers. I love him. Oh yeah. Sometime, sometime I'll tell you guys offline how that trade I think went down. That's why I think it was so hard. Okay, so Phil, I'm gonna I'm gonna move over to you. This is the last one for the Mets, and then we'll do the last one for the Yankees. Since we started with the Yankees, we'll finish there. So, Phil, here we go. You ready? Yep. Strawberry, Carter, um, Gary Carter, and Dwight Good. That's crazy tough, too. I mean, I got to start. I'm going to start Daryl Strawberry. To me, Daryl is the guy. Um, you know, when he first came up, there was so much hype on him. And for him to rise to the occasion, you know, that was – that's big. Um, I'm benching Gary Carter. I wow. know it's crazy right now by benching Gary yeah. Carter. Um, I feel like Dwight Gooden wouldn't be Dwight Gooden – Without Gary Carter that one year in 85. That year in 85, Dwight Gooden was freak. He was better than any pitcher by far. Um, and I think a part of that was Gary Gary Carter catching him. Um, obviously, them both, you know, Dow Strobe and Doc Gooden, just not, you know, with all the extra uh, curricular activities that they had hurting their <laughs> career. I got to I gotta get rid of Dwight. All right. Pitching that parade, Dwight, you got to go. You're out of here. <laughs> Curricular activities. That's hilarious. Yeah. You ain't gotta leave, but you gotta get the heck out of here, right? <laughs> that's that's funny. Um, Drew, what do you say? Oh, I know he said he's cutting Dwight, but I think I'm starting Dwight, man. I just feel like he was just watching him pitch was he's just a freak. Like I know, like the missing the, missing the parade for this extracurricular activities was tough. <laughs> um, but he's just, he had such potential. And he, I mean, he just saw the way he pitched. He just dominated at such a young age. It's like watching like Mike Tyson fight at such a young age, you know? Like he's just on top of his game. And uh, I'm going to bench Carter. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm going to bench Strawberry. Um, as much as I love Carter, um, you know, I feel like his, his best years were as an expo. Like as, as much as he came in, he came in at the right time. And that's exactly what we needed. 
like like um Philly was saying, you know, we needed a veteran catcher. Without that veteran catcher, we probably wouldn't have won that '86 championship. But I mean, I feel like I look at him, and he's one of my favorite Mets of all time. Like I, I hate saying this, but I'm, I would have to cut him uh, based on you know the, just the potential of Dwight Gooden and and, and Strawberry. They just they were off the charts. You know, I wish they would have stayed a Met and and retired a Met. The fact that they, you know, put the pinstripes on in in the Bronx kills me. But um, yeah, no, I just uh, I Dwight Gooden and Strawberry, those guys, and, and their numbers are getting retired this year, which is really cool. Yes, they are. Uh, Sarah, who do you say? I'd say sh- start Strawberry, bench bench Carter, and cut Gooden. Okay. Yes. Uh, you're talking about my two favorite players, actually. was Besides Don Manning, it was actually Daryl Strawberry and Doc Gooden. I was fans of them. Now, I always said I would go with pitching, but I am going to start Daryl Strawberry because he was the face of the franchise when he was with the Mets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daryl was the man. Um, I was happy when he came to pinstripes, really helped him. Same thing with Doc. Doc, I'm benching him. And Gary Carter, I'm cutting him. I can't go against uh, Daryl Strawberry and Doc Gooden. I really enjoyed watching those guys. Okay. All right. So here we go. Here's the last question of the night. Okay. Here we go. The last one. Um, and Sarah, we're going to start with you. Uh, oh, God. Think of these players in their prime. Okay. Okay. Um, Babe Ruth. Mickey Mantle. Oh, yeah. And no, Judge. <laughs> Oh my God! Oh, you said Mantle, Ruth, Mantle, and Judge. God forsaken, save my behind. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> why me? Okay. Um, for those of you listening to this, Sarah is a huge Aaron Judge fan, and so this is—I saved this one for last. So, and she's wearing an Aaron Judge sweatshirt. So, just... Damn, I can't do this. Oh, Lord. Uh, no, I'm starting Judge. That's it. <laughs> I can't. I'm starting Judge. Okay, I have a fair opinion about this. I'm benching <laughs> Ruth and <laughs> Why I say this? Because of Mantle's personality. And because I said the same thing about Lindor, it's just, I saw 61 about 12 times. And I know that's a movie, but it's based off of a true story. And it's the fact that the way they wrote out Mantle's life, great as player, but just could not stay out of the media. And I think that's the main problem for some players in New York. They come here, they say they're going to be civilized. And one wrong turn the media will eat you up. And I feel like that's what happened with Mantle. Great player, but the media killed him. Okay. Um, what do you say, Cass? You got to start Babe Ruth. He's the one that started the the curse of the Bambino. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't go wrong with that. Uh, uh, you have to bench Mantle. And it's because yeah. I'm looking at history. That's why. Mm-hmm. If you're a historian and you understand the history, and I love Aaron Judge, but, you know, Ruth, Mantle, you got to cut Judge because Ruth and Mantle started everything. What do you say, Phil? 
crazy. Like I can't cut Babe Ruth, even though looking at like Aaron Judge and Babe Ruth, you know what I mean? Like just the physical athleticism, it's insane. Babe Ruth, you got to start Babe Ruth, right? The guy's bigger than the game. Um, now for me, it's between Mantle and Judge on the bench. And right now, I guess I got to pick Mantle just because if things ended for Judge tomorrow and his career was over, I give the edge. Judge will probably be up there, but I got to cut Judge right now. I'm sorry. He's got to go. Come to Queens. You'll be the greatest ever over there. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Hop on Bill's back. He'll walk you over. Drew. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, it's a tough, it's, it's tough, but it's not really that tough for me. I'm definitely cutting judge. I mean, that's, that's right off the bat. I mean, it's gotta be between Ruth and, and Mantle. I, I respect Mantle's game. So I'm going to start Mantle. And it's hard not to respect Babe Ruth, but at the same time, I just, I don't know. I feel like I, I just got to start Mickey and then uh, bench Babe Ruth. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel comfortable with that. Uh, it's between Ruth and Mantle for me. And, uh, I feel comfortable with starting Mantle over Ruth. There's, there's no right answer with this one. But I, <laughs> yeah, no. I agree with Definitely not. What everybody said, I would start Ruth because like Billy said, he is bigger than the game, right? So the, <laughs> um, he's the one that started the, the, the Hank Aaron and the, I mean, but I also, you know, Mickey Mantle was Mickey Mantle, and people know that name. If Aaron Judge does it for another three to five years, people will never forget his name. Right now, we're still we're still a little bit younger in his career. Now, do I think Aaron Judge is a generational talent? Absolutely, absolutely, he's a generational talent. But if you if you had to give me those three names, Sarah, yeah. don't hate me, but I, that's no, why I would say absolutely. That. Yeah, and the fact I mean, that his name is even. Uh, you know, in the in the mix of those that three is pretty cool. It, yeah. That's yeah, that's another thing. The Yankee Museum itself, like they put him right next to Mano and Maris and and Ruth up there, and just passing it. I'm like, you could say that you just totally can't stand the person as an opposing fan, but like, I don't just, I I, I can't see myself just hating the guy. I can never do that. Like, there's there's probably some situations where he doesn't have the right people around him and that's based off of him not having the right people and as a baseball player everyone will you know gravitate towards you when you're doing the positive things but you have to figure out in life are people really there to support you or are they there because they just have to fill the void i think uh, that's yeah. what he needs to figure out exactly yeah, yeah so Reminds me of Derek Jeter and the way he presented himself. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the way I like. That's what I like about him. I mean, yeah. Again, I'm just happy we signed him. That's all. Yeah. Again, you put him in that that conversation. Drew just mentioned that you put him in that conversation with those other two names. Though it's still early in his career, give it three to five years, and he will be in that conversation in perpetuity if he continues to do what he's doing. I mean, Bill, quick question for the Yankee yeah. fans. I want to know if they had to pick between Aaron Judge and Derek Jeter, who oh. would they pick? That's That's Derek Jeter, no doubt. Is it Derek Jeter just after the long career? I'm saying talent wise is the yeah, player. Yeah, you say maybe when Judge's career is over. I mean, you, you can't compl- the way the way I look at it from a talent standpoint, you're talking about a finesse player and Derek Jeter in his younger days. Um he's not the power hitter. 
Yeah. But dang, defensively, he was good. Um, he gets on base. He does everything and judges that guy, the power hitter, where he can hit, but he's known to knock home runs. He has good defense. It's just when I look at a leader, like I said, Aaron Judge is a leader for this kind of group. But back mm -hmm. then, under Joe mm -hmm. Torre, Joe Girardi, Jeter coming up, I just liked mm -hmm. the way he presented himself. And I met Jeter in person. I met him at the airport. Jeter is just down to earth, man. And, uh, you know, I'm not like these guys, oh, they're rock stars. No, you talk to them like a human being. Hi, how are you? How you doing? And that's it. Uh, but for me, Jeter would be that guy if I had to pick between Jeter and uh, Aaron Judge because, but they both have similarities. They do. That's why I win. brought that up. Yep. You know, you play to win. That's it. I mean, there's no second mm -hmm. place. That's mm -hmm. just it. And I'm going to, you know, with the facial hair and, you know, now the topic's about, oh, they got to eliminate the facial hair. No, that's a Steinbrenner rule, and I respect it. You go into a, for instance, we're interviewing with Bill, and all four of us are here for a job interview. Are you going to come out scruffy? Who cares what you wear? No, you're going to want to come clean shave, clean suit, clean tie, clean everything. You know, that's the way I look at it. So people are making a big deal about this. You know, you got to be mm -hmm. clean shaved thing. No, I respect what the Yankee way because Steinbrenner installed it. And that's, that's the way I like about Jeter and Aaron mm -hmm. Judge. The guys a long time ago with Pettit and Rivera and them, they went about, hey, you know, it's a business. And we're going to run it like a business. They have fun, but at the end of the day, if it's they're a losing, business. it's not it's not good. They're not happy. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you asked me that question, Phil, you know what I would say? I would say... Jeter's the only guy that has a Nike commercial with the guy that saved the Nike Corporation, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. His oh, that gives Jeter. me chills every freaking time. Every so, time that commercial. You can't me. bring up Jordan's name in front of me. Don't you understand? I'm a Knicks fan, man. He destroyed my life. <laughs> there we go. Hey, <laughs> no respect I'm a Bills. Knicks fan. I'm a Bills fan. I'm a Yankees fan. I... Reggie Miller hurt me and Michael Jordan hurt me. Yeah. And I got to play devil's advocate, though. I, I got to pick Judge in the sense that when I look at Judge, I think he's a top three player in baseball right now. You know, when I look at Jeter in his time when he played, to me, he was never a top three guy. Having said that, I know they're different players. But to me, I just look at that aspect of the superstarness where Judge is, you know, he's probably one two or three you know he's probably two realistically but if anyone's gonna make the argument he's definitely top three in everybody's list no Peter, to me you yeah. know top 10 in his time you could probably get away with it but i i get it there's so many intangibles yeah i was Jeter. gonna say my, my, my yeah. i would pick off a of durability i just feel like you know like uh, jeter was always playing always playing yeah i feel like judge judge like as much as judge is great like i feel like his injuries could could step in the way, and I feel like Jeter was never never really had that same. I know they're t totally different body styles, and that's what that's what plays into it. But I don't know, man. I just yeah. Jeter's that guy. Yeah, just for me, I always look at it as a team sport. And like, okay, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm a Yankee fan, but my the best players that I watched back in the early '90s was Barry Bonds and Ken Griffey Jr. Then after him was okay. Miguel Cabrera and Albert Pujols. That's that's me, but. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody has a different opinion, but those were the guys I watched, and those yep. guys were the best. That's my opinion, but, I mean, I know the steroid and all that, but Griffey was natural. Bond mm -hmm. was amazing. Pool host was amazing. Miguel Cabrera was one of the best I've ever seen. Known, I'm living here in Detroit. I watched him for many years, even back with the Marlins when in 03 in New York. But the yeah, thing is, it's just a team sport, you know. I mean, that's the way I look at it. It's not going to be one mm -hmm. guy. That carries mm -hmm. the team. It's not like basketball or you know football where 
it's just this is the way I look at it. Baseball, it's a really a it's a twenty five man roster, and you got a everybody. All 25 have to step up. That's the way yeah. I look at it. Yep. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Bill and Drew, watch this. Um, hey, uh, Sarah, you guys still owe us a couple thousand dollars for that bullpen gate. Oh God. <laughs> that bullpen gate ruined my nightmare facility. <laughs> hold on, hold on. What are you guys what are you talking about? Bullpen game. Yeah, we'll take the cash Dodger or cash, game? Sarah. The Dodger Whoa. game. Oh, where Judge got hurt. Yeah. Yep. You still have some money for that bullpen game. Bill broke. Oh, my God. He's the only oh one Lord. that broke that freaking fence. That thing was concrete, dude. He broke yeah, it. <laughs> that tells you how big yeah. of a guy he is. Bro, look, <laughs> look at it. He broke his foot. That guy played a half year and still had MVP numbers, man. I know. You should but, see. I, I won't, but you should see some of the IMs that I got from Sarah after it happened at Dodgers Stadium. She, she was not a fan of me and or the Dodgers for about a week and a half because – you know, like it was my fault. Like I stuck it out there for Aaron Judge to <laughs> trip over and break himself. You and put like concrete it was, behind it. The whole world was my fault at that point. <laughs> I'm, it was I'm like, sorry. and it's the replay of it. Like yeah. every time I used to see it, I was just like a punch yeah. in the face. <laughs> I'm so excited about this coming season. I know we made a trade for Soto, but let me tell you something. Man. This free agency, to be honest with you, Bill, I hate it. Otani took it up. I don't. I respect his privacy. That's one thing I'll tell you. I respect his privacy. They don't want nobody know. And then Yamamoto, you got to wait on him before the pitchers and markets start moving. I mean, the only thing I'm saying it's is slow. that the free agency was supposed to move quick, and it's not moving. It's it's so me whoa, off. it's, it's, it's so between slow. the two New York teams are going to land Yamamoto, and it's between the Yankees and Mets. Yep. I still believe we have the edge, and please, we do need him. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. No, we do. I want to see Carlos Rodon. Not seeing Carlos Rodon go on that mountain as the number two. Oh. Stuff. You can ship his ass to the moon. I don't care who he is. <laughs> yeah. After the Kaz, after the crap he pulls. With the angels and the stupid theatrics. No, I'm done. I can't see him anymore. I'm done. Who's that? Rodon. No, I just, and we're looking at Montgomery too and Montas. So, I mean, Yankees are not done. What I, and I said this before, right when the season ended. And like I was telling you, Bill, I don't know if I told you a while, but I talked to Yankee fans and I was telling them, I'm confused. I don't know which way they're going to go. Is it you're going all in or you're going to go all out? So, yeah. It's gonna be. It's gonna be either way, and when they got Soto, that's when I told everybody it's gonna remind me of two thousand nine. They're going all in, and it showed. Because if this was the Yankees of a couple of years, and you had to give up Michael King, and you had to give up this prospect, uh, I believe that uh, they would have said no, especially in the guy in the last year of his deal. But now it's different, and I think a lot of people are on the hot seat. So I'm happy what they're doing. They're being aggressive. So stick around for a second. We're going to wrap this up and stick around for a second because I want to say something about that free agency. But for Utah Fed Rivalry uh, listeners, on our Thursday show, we went a little long for you, but we gave you everything. These four are amazing. Sarah, Phil, Kaz, Andrew, they did a great job. I hope um, we'll do it again uh, come the season, but I hope you've enjoyed it. Make sure you're following them. We'll, we will tag them um, all on Instagram and let you know how to find them. Um, but stick around, everybody, for 30 seconds. I appreciate your time. Hope you enjoyed talking Mets-Yankees. Yeah, it was good. Thanks, Bill. You Thank you.